Hi, lovelies. Hope you're having a wonderful week and you started into the week with new energy and a plan. Today, I want to talk about strategy, a strategy to sing your high pitches. I know this is not clear to everyone, and I know that you may be wondering how long should I practice? When should I practice? And how do I practice? Expanding my range on the top. So let's talk about it today. Before I do, just want to remind you one more time. Masterclass is still open for registration until January 21st, which is next week, somewhere in the middle. So if you're still interested, you can still talk to me. You can shoot me an email if you're not sure about it. Um, first of all, the info is on masteryourvoice.tv. Click on Masterclass. And if you're not sure about it and you want to talk to me personally, we can totally set up a short Skype call. You can email me at info at fryassingingtips.com, always with a hyphen. Okay, let's jump right into this. First thing you want to do, of course, when you practice high pitches, it doesn't matter whether it's your chest voice, high belted, or your head voice, if you want to sing classically, um, if you're a soprano, doesn't matter. The first prerequisite is that you must be warmed up really well because in order to go to your very limits, to your extremes, this in this case, the high extremes, you want to make sure you're properly warmed up. It's like your muscles. If you're not properly warmed up and then you do something really, really crazy, you might hurt yourself. So make sure you're warmed up. You can use my five-minute warm-up. You can use my full workout warm-up that is all on my page, masteryourvoice.tv. Click on free stuff. And there's a whole page of free stuff, including some warm-ups. I also have the warm-up videos on YouTube if you want to check those out. Um, just search for them. So being warmed up, prerequisite. Okay, got that squared away. Now, the thing is, you want to slowly get closer. You know what your highest pitch is? Do you know what it is? I don't know. If you don't know it, you need to check what it is. There are apps. I have a, what is it again? If you don't have a piano or an instrument and you don't know what exact pitch it is that is your highest, you must determine it. You must figure out which one that is. And I have something called Vocalist Lite. I think that's available for all different kind of platforms, Android and iOS. You must figure out what your pitch is. What is your high pitch? You could try it out without an instrument and then let the app tell you, or you could just figure out on the piano or on a guitar, what is my current highest pitch? Because you need something to measure. You want to measure, and by the way, I have a goal tracking sheet that is also on that page that I just mentioned, um, the free stuff page on my website, masteryourvoice.tv. You can download that. Knowing your highest pitch is important because you may have one day where you can go higher, and then the next day you may not. You're always in different shape and condition. Every day is different. Your instrument is your body. I mean, your body is instrument. And so you want to know. Maybe you're C5, like for me, maybe C5 for a female vocalist. Maybe it's C5. And maybe for you, if you're a guy, maybe E4 might be your limit right now if you're more like a baritone. Um, maybe if you're a tenor, maybe it's G4. 
that might be your limit currently and you want to work up to get the next half step and then and the next half step and then the next half step. I can tell you that totally it is. It's like learning how to do the splits. It's like stretching every day. You want to stretch your vocal cords just a little bit every day and you will totally get better on the top if you're doing it correctly. So warning number one, you want to be able to sing clear tones because as soon as you have a either lots of breathiness or B, raspiness or a sensation of the, you know, a ting, tickling or even scratching kind of sensation that makes you want to cough, then you're not doing something right. You're either exhaling too much air and pushing against the vocal cords too much, or you don't have efficient vocal cord closure. And I do have videos about that. You can search for them. So my strategy is to just do, once I'm warmed up, to do a lot of short bursts of going to my absolute limits. So I do exercises like after I'm warmed up, I go, na, 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 na. So that's my absolute limit now, what I can do without breaking into head voice. So you want to start somewhere where it's kind of comfortable and then go up a little bit and then kind of zero in on that. So what is the limit right now? Okay, now I figured out today this is kind of my limit. So I want to work on that. Do exercises where you do short bursts of high and loud and then relax because in a song usually that's how the, how it happens there's something before and there's something after usually so you want to kind of put that pitch that highest pitch into all kinds of different scenarios you want to put it in the beginning you want to put it in the middle and you want to put it in the end you want to make it short and you want to make it long so all these scenarios of course it's going to be so much more difficult if you make that high pitch long held than if you're just shortly um just bursting it out but that's my first my first step is always to do short, short outbursts. Mama, mama, ma, ma, mama, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of my high today. Short, probably the sound is cutting out. That's what it does when I do live. I'm sorry about that. You might be able to hear it. Okay, so short, short. So now I had the pitch in the beginning. Now let me put it at the end of the phrase. So you can just invent a phrase. You can even just take a part of your song. And I know, and I know, and I know. So the problem is usually also the offset. So that's what I will practice just maybe for three to four minutes, five minutes max. Don't, don't even go further. And then I will do something else. I will go like, I don't know, I'm going to sing head voice now, or I'm going to sing something else, part of my song. I'm going to practice. Relax. Let my voice relax. And then I come back and I do another three to four minutes, maybe five max. Don't do a lot. And then what I do, I incorporate exercises. I usually have times like when I have a song that is the total challenge for me, where I'm like, man, that high pitch just can't quite nail it. I need to work out my vocal cords a little here and I need to just kind of find the placement that's going to allow me to do this. Um, so what I do is even throughout my day, I build in little moments or a little exercise where I try to do stuff like that. You know, if you, if you can, even if it's just a couple times, my, oh my, like 
can't believe you. That's all it needs to be. Um, if you do that throughout the day, you'll see an effect. And uh, as a matter of fact, I do that with stretching. I try, like when I take out the dishes of my um, out of my dishwasher, and I have to dry something off because it's not quite dry. Or when I do something in the kitchen, a lot of times what I do is like I put I put my legs up somewhere, and I stretch while I'm doing something, or while I'm cutting, I'm stretching, or I'm even doing exercises while I'm standing somewhere. Like sometimes I stand at my standing desk back here, this one right there. Um, I will stand there sometimes because um, I do this a lot. I sometimes sit here and then I stand there and I stand there and then I sit on the couch. It's my better for my back because I work on my laptop a lot. And um, this is better just to always get into a different position. And that's what I do with my voice too. I always try to build in all over the day. I'm building in exercises um, for my posture, for my support and for singing high pitches. And especially when you're working on high pitches, it's really repetition. Lots of repetition is the magic ingredient. You don't wanna, you see a bigger effect when you do lots and lots of short things during the day than just like one long thing because you're gonna wear out your voice and you're gonna just be tired. Are there not any comments today? That's kind of strange. Am I not getting them or are there no comments? <laughs> so, but thank you. Thank you everyone for just letting me um, talk. I hope that you will try this because it's going to help you so much. And I've seen this work so much over and over again. And the next thing is you really want to use different vowels. You want to, you know, maybe ka ka ka, fa fa fa, fa 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 fa, and then you know maybe work on a long pitch. First, keep it in motion a little bit, and then slowly make it a little longer. It's kind of high for me today. Try to do it straight. Try to do it with vibrato, but try different shapes. Something maybe in motion before the high pitch, a motion after the high pitch, and then in the middle, going up and down. Just, you have to kind of be creative and just think of what, what are all the different scenarios that could be happening in a song when this pitch comes up, and how can I approach it? A lot of times it's not just the pitch itself, so how do I get there? That's why you never just want to sing that pitch. I mean, just that pitch on its own usually is a little bit easier than, okay, now I got this where do I come from? Where, where am I going afterwards? Which, you know, in a song, it's always that way. The pitch is somewhere in the middle of the song. It's not just like, I have just one pitch to sing. And you want to definitely use songs to come up with exercises. Uh, what I do sometimes is just maybe leave out the consonants and, and sing that just that one short passage of the song where that high pitch appears and try to get, you know, that pitch that comes before the high pitch and then the high pitch and then the one after, or maybe just the one before and then the high pitch. And if you work that out every day, and like I said, make an exercise out of it and then just sing that little part whenever you can here and there. I know I realize it's not easy to, but you know, I think you're less self-conscious if you just do like really short exercises, even if you live in an apartment and you have neighbors right adjacent to your apartment then I think 
it doesn't seem as awkward to do like little short spurts of something like na 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 doing something else and I'm singing my 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 going back in the top now na 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 I'm doing something else now. I am singing here. Now I'm practicing my falsetto. I'm practicing my falsetto. I'm practicing falsetto. So what you want, so not only is it good for when you, you know, don't want to be too loud for too long because you have neighbors, but it's also great for your vocal cords because it's like stretching and releasing, stretching and relaxing. You want to do that. And it always helps me to warm up quicker too when I do stuff like that. High and loud and then do relaxed and then do high and then do low. Maybe after singing the high, you could do your low end and then your high again. It's like this is a really good workout for your vocal cords. Always remembering that on the high, it shouldn't feel scratchy. It shouldn't, it shouldn't sound breathy because you're doing that, not doing something right. You need to revisit some principles. I don't want to talk to you about today like, you know, what to actually do and how to make those high notes better, but the strategies behind that. And it's always good to have a strategy and a plan if you want to achieve something. And you have to know your highest pitch, record it, and know what it is, and then have a goal that is measurable. So maybe today um, your high pitch is C5, and that is the limit, absolute limit. Can't go any higher than that. So your so your goal is to do a D maybe, and so I don't know. It might take two weeks. It might pay, take two months. It may take six months for you to achieve that, um, depending on your voice and so many factors and how much you practice and how focused you practice. But you will totally see a difference if you follow a strategy. Don't just continue to sing through the song over and over and over again because the whole song isn't hard. It's that high pitch that's hard that you want to practice. You need to expand your range, which, by the way, doesn't just mean the top. You've got to work the bottom. So important. You don't want to be out of balance. So whenever you're practicing your top and you're really pushing it to the limit, you want to always come back and also take care of the bottom. You don't just want to neglect one end of your voice or one register or one... Um, I don't know, one, one kind of tone, you want to balance it out. You don't want this like always high tones or only just low. You want to always balance high, low, loud, soft, all those things, all the dynamics. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Are there really no comments today? That's kind of strange. I've never had that before. It's kind of weird. Or am I not seeing them? Can anybody comment who's watching? I see there's a bunch of people watching, but can't can't see any. What is that? Oh, live chat. Oh, oh, what was this? Now there's tons of people. Why was that setting on? You can I can set it on top chat, and then live chat. And when it's on top chat, I'm not seeing any live chat. I'm seeing all your. So oh, let me catch up. Um, so many messages. 
Sumi, hi. Sing for Joy, Christina S. Hi. Um, you're a soprano singing in church choir. Awesome. Romnick V. I love the way you teach Raya. Thank you so much. Celtic Girl, hi. Good to see you. Romnick, because of your YouTube teaching, I get a chance to become a one contestant in a singing contest here in our country. Awesome. Just keep on doing it. And my, I'm, I'm excited. My book is almost like my book is done. There's just final editing going on. You must read my book when it comes out. My audiobook is finished recording. So it's going to be available as audiobook and also um, hard copy. So it's going to be in, on Amazon and everything. So stay tuned. Um, as soon as I got my master class, all the new members filled, you know, filled and like I'm doing all this onboarding. I got to get to know everyone. As soon as I got that done, I'm, I'm going to publish the book. So, and that's, I'm just thinking of that because this is really going to motivate you, this book, like to continue to do and how to stay motivated. And I think my book will be one of those books, like whenever you feel you're losing um, motivation, you got to read that book and it's going to pick you up. I, I'm very sure about that. Oh, listening from Bodensee, Manai. Hi there. Grüße an den Bodensee. Um, I also found my true voice while singing. Thanks a lot. That's awesome. It's really important, I think, to to have the feeling that you're singing in your true natural voice and not trying to do something. Hello. It's not my natural voice. And it's going to always feel awkward if you're not singing in your natural voice. So awesome. Syed Amentasfi, thank you. Well, thank you so much. Janet is here. Hi, Janet. Good morning, Freya. This is great advice, motivating. Yes, thank you so much. And um, if you apply this, I'm totally certain that you're going to see a big difference. You've got to be strategic, strategic about what you do. Um, <laughs> and you're practicing along with me. That's awesome. Yeah, you can always come back to this video, although the sound isn't going to be great on the singing parts. I know that the live always kind of cuts out the when it gets too loud for some reason. Raina, hi, Raina. Or, okay. um, hello, Freya, you're a really good teacher. Thank you so much. I'd like to ask you one question about belting. In your belt, is your larynx and your soft palate raised a little bit? Because that's the way I feel it. Well, your larynx doesn't really raise or lower too much. I mean, the natural thing is your larynx does lower a little bit as you're going higher. But the most important thing is that you don't push your larynx or pull it or push it in any, any direction um, to where it can't move freely. So this is kind of the, this is your larynx. It moves the whole time. So as as I'm making a, a, e, o, u, different vowels and consonants, it kind of moves. You can feel it even when you're speaking. It's just dancing around here. And this is good. We want this to happen. Um, what happens when you're just pushing it down like, I'm singing with a low larynx. Or I'm singing with a high larynx. I'm high. Then I'm pushing it and it can't really move freely anymore as much. And that's what you don't want to do. Um, I'm sorry. It's just threw me off. Got a message here. Um, so that's, you know, and your soft palate. Yes. When you have a vowel, anything that you want sound on that sounds nice and open, you got to lift the soft palate and opposite, you know, the soft palate is on the top and on the bottom is like the back of your tongue that goes into your throat. And behind all of that is called your pharynx. It's like basically your throat. That's what you want to open up. So let's see. Um, 
Naoko. Usually whenever I try to sing, my family will always give me the weirdest looks. Well, I'll let them have a weird look. <laughs> if it's your family, it's like, just, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. And that's one of the things you have to get over as a singer. You have to get over like what others think of you. Um, we do really weird stuff sometimes when we practice because we are experimenting with our voices. Pianists do finger exercises. Um, other instrumentalists do too. And singers have to do voice color and sound kind of experiments. So it sounds a little weird sometimes, but that's just what it is. That's the nature of singing. And you have to get over the fact. Just get over yourself. You have to. Change your mindset into it, it may sound horrible now, but in order for me to sound good, the practice, of course, isn't going to sound awesome. That's what practice time is for. Practice time is for failing, for trying something and not working um, so that you can figure out what works and what doesn't. So you've got to fail. I mean, any violin student doesn't sound great when they practice, when they start out. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, don't care how your family look at you. Yes, exactly. Sing for joy, Chris, Christina. Um, if music is your life, sing, sing it, no matter what, you'll become better. That's so true, absolutely true. Um, Catherine, Sarah, Sunil, hi, hi back to you. Um, Marisa says, I'm very clear. Well, thank you. That's, I'm, I'm trying to just bring it to the point and just to help you understand. And um, I'm trying to be not one of those teachers like, well, just feel it and then it'll come. It's like, Give me something I can just tangible. I'm like that. I learn like that. Just give me something to grab and then I'll do it. Macon, mm. waiting for your book. Thank you. Wish you all the best. You are a great teacher. Well, thank you so much. Very excited by my book. And I, I hope it's not going to be the perfect book because, you know, I didn't have any professional editing. So that's basically me. And English is not my native language. So it's just me, my English. And um, so. Forgive me, there might be some grammatical errors. I, I've had some people proofread it and they've helped me a bit, but yeah, it's, but what's important is what's in the book. Um, my mom always ends up laughing when she hears me exercising. Yeah, Catherine, let her laugh. And maybe she's not going to laugh anymore when you sound really wonderful and you sing a song that really touches her. So... Um, Rumnik, watching for the Philippines, awesome. Abby, I was a drill instructor in the Marine Corps. Wow, and I've really, and I've really blown my voice. So I always sound hoarse. Is there something that can be done? Ooh, okay, Abby, Abby Babby. <laughs> That's a funny name. It's cool. Um, wow. Okay. It matters, you know, really, it, there's a difference between your voice being permanently damaged or just maybe getting hoarse quickly. If your voice is permanently damaged, there's not so much you can do. But if you you always sound hoarse, hmm, I don't know, you may want to get checked out by an ENT or actually like a specialist for voice specifically, just to check if there's any damage to your vocal cords. That, you know, if there's not damage to your vocal cords, then I have some videos. I think humming low, starting out that way, and always making sure you're warming up 
while singing efficiently. And what I mean by efficiently is no breathiness, good vocal cord closure is so important, not blowing out too much air, but start easy and make the easy things right and make them really good. And then you can do something a little higher, a little harder. I think that is so important. Don't go to the hard stuff when you're not quite ready, but do do well what is easier and then do something that is a little harder. It's better than doing what's hard first and then you make everything else worse because then your voice will just be tired and strained. So probably I could do a whole long bit about, you know, healthy singing and health. Do you think, do I think everyone can learn to sing? I totally do. I totally do. Now, I think everybody might have a different level of, I don't know if you want to call it talent or just let's call it skill that they just have already because maybe as a kid you were surrounded by a lot of music and singing and you just began to sing and it just came to you naturally. It was easy for you. It's just every human being is different and that's fascinating because I don't know, some kids just can draw and some people and some kids, I don't know, can do math. Like my daughter, she's great at reading and she's great at doing a few things, you know, like figuring things out and reading and math. She could do math. Like she's six years old, but she could do like bigger numbers. And she's pretty good. She's not like a genius, but she's really pretty good. But her friend, like one of her friends, she can draw. And my, my daughter's always disappointed. She's like, oh, she could draw so well and I can't. I'm like, don't be frustrated. You can do something else so good. So, but I think in singing, you know, you just have this skill that you already have. But then, you know, let's just say 100% is perfection. One person naturally has um, lower natural skill. But if they put in a lot of work, it's more likely they can get to 100%. than the person that has just a natural skill, like I'm a natural skill person. I just always could sing but I tend to not put in a lot of hard work. So someone who's just putting in a lot of hard work might even get better than me because I'm just lazy because I don't have to do anything and I already can do it pretty well, which sometimes I hate that about myself. I mean, I really, I do put in a lot of work into things that I really want to do, but I always have this thing about done is better than perfect. And that's my thing. Um, I try not to be perfect, but I try to I try to put my heart into everything I do. And that's that's just me. Um, maybe it's not perfect, but I totally put my heart into it. It's like, like I want it. I live it. I want this to be, and I want this to come to life. And then I put my heart in it. And that I think that is important in singing that you put your heart in it. Um, you need to have a you need to have a a certain level in order to sound decent. But anything beyond that, I think, you know, if you have good intonation, meaning you can hit the pitches right, there are singers who are okay, who are very famous. They're not the greatest, like they don't have the most beautiful voice in the whole world and the most refined technique, but they just put their heart in it and then they're still awesome. So that's just my opinion. So yes, but I think everyone can learn to sing. I've had students who were pretty bad at intonation, but they got so much better. So it's only a matter of time and effort, I think. Um, 
Marisa, you have a great voice. Thank you. Real life memes. Hi, are you a singer? Yes, I'm a professional singer and vocal coach. I, I'm thinking that probably the question is for me. Yes, I have been a professional singer for a few decades and I've made a full-time living off of just singing music, teaching for the past, I don't know, probably 17 years by now, something like that. Um, yes, everybody must work hard, even with a natural talent. Yeah, well, but someone with a natural talent can get away with a lot less work but because they can, which isn't a good thing, but, you know, it's just <laughs> sometimes, sometimes actually being really good at something makes you kind of lazy because you're like, okay, I'm already better than everyone. That's why you always, you always want to surround yourself with people who are better than you. Not to make you feel bad, but to make you feel like, okay, they're pulling, I got to do more. And um, that's why my master class is awesome because you always want to surround yourself with people who are passionate and who are really good and not just with dabblers. And that's what, that, you know, that's no one in my master class is a dabbler who just isn't going to be committed and putting in work. That's why something like that is great. And, you know, just, I don't know, look for places where you can, you know, there's Facebook groups. I mean, there's my Facebook group, of course, but there's also others. My Facebook group is called Master Your Voice. But if, you, if you're in a group like that, that's already great because you can see people who are better than you and learn from them. And, you, of course, you can give those who are not as good as you some advice. And you also learn from giving the advice. Okay, last question. Then i got to get going here. Um, Sylvian Philip. Everybody must work hard. Yes, I read that one. Okay, Ronick, can I ask something? Sure. Does submerging in, uh, submerging in seawater can make your voice a better range? Okay, never heard that. Now, submerging in seawater means two things. Now, first of all, you're just underwater. You got to hold your breath, of course. And seawater just... Seawater has a high mineral content and I don't see how that's going to make your voice sound higher um not really I mean if you have probably some you know if you don't have enough magnesium in your life magnesium magnesium then that's not a good thing generally but I just never heard of that I've never heard that I mean seawater is great just because it contains a lot of minerals it's good for your body um, I do magnesium spray to, you know, tingles at first. It's almost like taking a bath in the ocean. It's good. It really gives you a lot of magnesium. Um, I Shada. I smoked a lot less time and I need something to regain my voice again because I didn't think for a while and I think that smoking has affected my voice trying to help. Ooh, yeah, smoking is a bad thing. But if you didn't do it for a really, really long time, I'm sure it didn't do any permanent damage. So I think really getting back into healthy vocal techniques is a good thing. And like I said, do the easy stuff and do it well and then go on and sing higher. I would not focus on singing higher if you are not doing everything else well yet. So if you're middle to, you know, a little bit higher voice is good and it's really wonderful. You have a good grasp, really good control, good posture, good support, good vocal cord closure. Then you can continue to practice higher. But don't be obsessed by singing higher 
when you don't have the other basics mastered yet. I just think that then it's going to be counterproductive and you're not going to get better. You're going to make your voice worse and you're going to fight and struggle the whole time with your voice. Um, Zelly, watching from Ghana. Hey, that's awesome. I love the way you teach. Thank you. I wasn't able to do vibrato, but with your lessons now I'm doing it. So happy. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, so, okay. I need to get going here. I need to wrap up. Uh, the only reason why I was, had actually time to jump on live today is because one of my students canceled. She's sick, which is not a good thing. But she woke up with a sore throat and she has a really rough voice, so she had to cancel, which means I could teach a lesson online here today. Thank you so much. And again, um, check out my website, masteryourvoice.tv, for lots of free stuff to download. There's warm-ups. There is a five-day belting challenge, which will be good. Um, just go to my website to the free stuff page. And also, I do here on YouTube have a 28-day challenge to expand your range. If you want to watch those videos, what's really interesting is the first few videos have the highest number of clicks. And then the further on, you know, like video 26 or so, doesn't have nearly have as many clicks as one, which means... It shows me that a lot of people start and they're like, yeah, I want to do it. But then they fall off the wagon. So don't be one of those musicians who falls off the wagon. You got to go from the beginning all the way to the end. So if you want to take that challenge, it's here on YouTube. Just search for Freya Casey 28-Day Challenge. You can find that. If you go through that, I promise you, if you actually do it, you're totally going to expand your range. And I have exercises in there. So I got to get off here now. Navid, uh, again, like I said, do that 28-day challenge. It's going to be so awesome to help you expand your range. And uh, thank you now. Hope you're going to be back in one of my next live streams, which I don't have no idea when it's going to be. But I'll be happy to see you just the same. Have a wonderful day. And always keep a song in your heart. Bye. <laughs>